Good morning, Fairgreens and travelers. It is uh, 11.10 and uh, Chile looks like a little fog. Uh, Nebbia? Nebbia? Shit. Uh, there, between Italian and Spanish, I think it's Nebbia? Nebbia is a snow? Nebbia? I think that's Nebbia, the fog. Yeah, I think so. Anyhow. Escarcha is actually, uh, escarcha is one that I just learned. It means a frost, means like the morning, you know, when you have that kind of cold, uh, snappy morning. Escarcha. Anyway, so I got the bread doing uh, its thing. So I started this kind of new idea yesterday. We'll see what happened. I mean, I know it's going to work one way or the other. So it's not a question of uh, whether it's going to work. It's how is it going to work? Yeah. I want to get into the habit here of actually using the key to close the door, you know, kind of uh, one because it's a little more gentle. Yes, yeah, I know you're ready. I know you're ready. Let me pee and then we'll go. Um, because a door can shut itself without the, the key, but there is no handle to turn to twist. There's no lever. So it just, you pull the door and then you kind of slam it a little bit. And I'm not a big fan of that. And the second part is where you need to have a key. So, you know, the one time where I forgot the keys and I kind of locked myself out. So that is one remedy. Yes, we're going. We're going. Yeah. I know. It's like, it's just like, I'm ready. All right. Vamos. I know you're ready. Kind of quiet. Beautiful. Yeah, foggy. Anywho, nublado. Well, yeah, uh, fog. Nublado is uh, cloudy. Anywho, so the bread is in. I have actually cooked some black beans with some cumin and paprika and then some Provencal herbs. Anywho, uh, something simple. And I'm going to basically put them in smaller container and I will freeze some. I don't know. I mean, I really like, I like black beans, pinto bean, I like all of those. But that would be, that would be an option. And something I'm going to add with my lentils. So, I guess what I could start with... Well, actually, you know what? No, kind of a disclaimer. Something I was just thinking is... Uh, you know, it's kind. there's a kind of like a line that I'm discovering more and more. You know, expressing oneself, you know, to, to share one's experience, you know, what one is learning. And I think that's valuable. And on the other hand, you know, sometimes the tendency to maybe be either condescending or patronizing or, you know, kind of uh, pedantic, you kind of getting caught up into your own game and to actually believe that your individual experience, you know, the quality of it and what's happening is of value beyond, you know, that individuality. And and I just, I, find, I, I think there is a trap either way. Because I think the sharing, you know, it's something that we do from one human being to another that is valuable. And it does kind of enrich and, it, you know, I mean, thing that I'm finding from reading, like I'm reading about Seneca, is talking about grieving and kind of talking about indulging in, in grieving and, and kind of basically kind of that kind of self-pity and that he believe it's kind of a little over the top, basically. But... Uh, Getting caught up in that interesting net. Something, I don't know, I am uh, 
I'm pondering a little bit about it. And uh, I'm sure my conversation with Alex brought that on a little bit. So, you know, he's going through basically rough waters in his romantic life. And, well, nothing really surprising. Uh, pretty much from the get-go, I knew that was going to be the case because of the nature of it. And I think, <laughs> that's, again, that's kind of very arrogant, right? And in a way it is. Uh, but it's not coming from there. It's coming from my experience, which, of course, it may not be the case. And I did make it very clear with him. I have no idea, dude. You know, whether you were with her or not, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. So that's not the point. The point is what you should be doing. The point is, well, let me just, you know, share what it looks like from where I am. And then you make your mind. You know, that's your deal. Nobody else is going to be able to, to get that point across like you will to yourself. But, uh, and and again, I've learned that very recently. I mean, you know, Alex is what? Alex got to be like 10, 10 or so, 12 years, 10, 12 years younger than me. I forgot. You know, he's a young dude. And of course, there are, there are differences. There are significant differences between us. But there is that kind of uh, narcissist involvement. There is that kind of search, that kind of hunger in life. So that kind of put some people kind of aside, you know, it's basically not uh, not looking at the usual suspects, you know, like having had a family, a job, kind of the idea of what success is. But that being said, pushing that on the side, that if things do not flow, if you believe that there is something for you to do, that even though something is missing, you can find it or you can make it work, whatever, then you're on for a rough ride, my friend, because I do believe that there is this kind of intrinsic wisdom to life and how things and the idea of flow, you know, to go with things instead of trying to force it, force uh, destiny hands or whatever you want to call it, life hand, because you want it differently. So resisting that flow, resisting that force, because, you know, of course, there is pain. You know, there is something that I'll take his, his experience. So he has this relationship. And basically, to me, to me, it seems pretty obvious. There is basically this fear of abandonment. So basically, I see his mother's story being replayed. You know, there's this woman. He loves her. He's crazy about her. And then, you know, she, she too. And then those things start to happen. You know, once the honeymoon is over, you know, then you start to kind of really see the other person and basically the luggage. And then, uh, then it becomes, you know, is it the kind of luggage that, that you're okay with? Instead of, I like the person, but I want the luggage to be, to be different. And if you are there, if you're looking at changing the person or, you know, wanting to manipulate or whatever it is, then it's more than likely not going to go where you initially thought it was going to go. Uh, that's my experience. Uh, and I don't know why, you know, there are some relationships where, you know, people, they each have their luggage. And it may look pretty dramatic or pretty kind of productive on the outside, but it works. So it's like, I don't know. I guess I don't know what the answer but I think there is a flow there. Even though on the outside, uh, it may look uh, tempestuous. Anyway, regardless. So, of course, I have no idea, you know, about him and her in terms of the relation. Uh, 
but there was definitely this kind of sense of being in the limbo from the get-go and kind of waiting. And uh, to me, that was kind of like a red flag. But regardless, so, you know, it was sharing and kind of listening and basically, you know, of course, talking a lot about her, you know, about even though they are saying this feeling, but those things aren't coming up as much as what she's doing, which is expressing and then the challenges that she brings forth. Instead of, okay, but what do you feel about that and what do you want to do with that? So, so we basically, I don't know, I think, again, the conversation lasted for more than two hours. It, is very, it can be very easy with him to have those conversations. And they are great, but I have to say, it is, uh, they can be a little exhausting because of uh, the amount of uh, intellectual, uh, the amount of, intellectual material that he brings to the table is uh, is definitely somebody who thinks a lot you know who values that and i do too but i am definitely more into feeling so sometimes to stay there and then the idea of talking about what's making sense and kind of explaining things and how things are and and that i, I just don't have much interest because that's eh, kind of bullshit from my standpoint you know somebody who believes he knows or this is this is how it was, or or somehow that uh, somehow that where we come from, you know, um, this kind of skeptic, this kind of this kind of skepticism about kind of how things are going, the state, the, the state of the affairs of the world nowadays, you know, and uh, the cynicism really. Uh, looking at it and then looking back to try to make sense of now and toward the future. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just not a partaker in that idea. Though I do believe in tradition, actually, I'm going to digress a little bit here, but I think it's appropriate. You know, as I walked back from church, I think it was, um, they had the light. They had the Christmas light on the place, on the church place. They had uh, some kind of like, looked like a Christmas bell or bell of some sort with light and people could go in and take photos. So, and then they have uh, Belen. Belen is a crash. Shit. It's, uh, oh my goodness, the nativity scene. Here we go. So it's called Belen in Spanish and crash in French. They're all different in all the languages here. So it's a big thing in Spain, you know, like in big cities, you're going to have a lot of stands in big places where people basically sell all kinds, kind of like, a think of like chess sets, you know, made with all kinds of material, all kinds of shapes and colors. Well, that's basically what they do with those uh, nativity scenes. So it's, you know, it's just a tradition. And in Spain, uh, it just kind of dawned on me as I walked, you know, of course the lights, you know, we had lights in Texas and all that stuff, but just not quite the same. Uh, like mass yesterday was very interesting because he had a, I don't know if I, I guess you call it a choir, but it was basically kind of like a flamenco band. People basically singing very loud with a guitar, and I don't know what they sing, make like tick, 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 tick. I don't know what, I forgot what you call it that makes this kind of noise. And, uh, and it was actually wonderful. It was just so different because the solemnity normally of mass, you know, and how the priest is and the kind of the, you know, the ambience that's set in. And then here, it was different. It was just so lively. Yeah, here we go. I'll let you lose, my friend. We're good. We have the one. 
And so, uh, and there was a sense, you know, in terms of being in this country, unlike in the States. And of course, you know, and I guess France is different too. And, and I think I'll touch on that in a minute, why I think it is in terms of tradition or why some tradition are more longer lived than others is that um, just kind of good get the sense that, that kind of cultural tradition on that DNA level that I have that I really believe is not there in the US. It just kind of something that unify and uh, and kind of getting a sense of that, you know. And of course, you know, I'm not jealous. I don't miss it. I, I don't think it makes one life better, but it definitely does give kind of that kind of storytelling. Yeah? It gives a sense, that mythology, I would call it. It gives a sense. And to the mind, it's kind of like, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I'm going to, uh, to make sense of it. And so as I was thinking about that, I was also thinking about France. And uh, okay, we'll have to see here about the dogs. All right, it was already kind of. Let's see how you do here. Oh, they have their dogs off the leash, so hang in there, guys. I'm gonna be keeping an eye. Hola. Buenos días. <laughs> okay. They're looking fine. <laughs> I mean, it looks like it's a female, una hembra. In, uh, in Spanish, you call a female dog. Un macho is a male. Hembra. Well, yeah. And so, then I was thinking about France. And also something about Spain that I may have mentioned is my observation that you're looking at France, they are really, it is really multicultural and it has been for a while, much more, you know, than Spain. And I do believe that uh, Franco plays a part, you know, when he kind of closed the border for almost four years, right? From, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the civil war started in what, 31 to 36, and then all the way to uh, December of uh, 75 when he died. So almost 40 years. There was this dictatorship, and uh, and it kind of basically closed the country, you know. Hola, hola. And I think, you know, basically it was very unwelcoming. And France, for, I guess, my tech is more than likely from the Second World War, if not before, really kind of opened the door, you know, after the war to rebuild the country and, you know, Algerian, Moroccan, and Tunisian, I think, mostly. And I think other Africans, and of course the colonies as well, but Algeria and Morocco, I think, were the two big ones. So that influx of uh, foreigners, you know, starting to kind of happen. And then the identity of the country, you know, basically had to deal with it accordingly. And, you know, with all the good ways and bad ways you can think of uh, making sense of it. But... And I have mixed feelings about it, which is very interesting, because on one hand, you know, this idea of multiculturalism seems to be the the inevitable way of the future. You know, kind of in a way, that's something that maybe the U.S. I don't know. I guess 
That'd be tricky to say, but I kind of want to say that the U.S. has done it pretty well, you know. And maybe because, you know, the tradition also is not so anchored. So, but in Spain, so you have that stronger tradition. It is more monocultural, you know, and then looking at France, it's more polycultural. And like I've mentioned before, on the other hand, you know, unless you go to like a major, major city, you go to other one, it is basically mostly Spanish still. From what I've seen, it's mostly Spanish. Or if it's not, it's quite quiet. You know, unless you go to big, big cities, most restaurants are going to be Spanish restaurants. You know, you may have an Asian here and there, but it's really overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly Spanish. And uh, and I don't really attribute good or bad. I do personally, I have to say, I do feel more comfortable in kind of a this Spanish cultural paradigm, paradigm than the French one. You know, place where I grew up, you know, <laughs> where I lived uh, the first 21 years of my life. And, uh, you know, looking like I just, uh, I am, I have to say, it is, there is an uneasy feeling. I'm not as comfortable. And I guess whoever is feeling that, I don't know. You know, this is not the essence of Anthony, but it is definitely one of my experience. So, you know, for what it's worth. So I don't know what else to make of that. And uh, so, my goodness, I kind of went into the weed there. Can I loop back in, you know, to what I was talking at the beginning? Like making, I kind of wanted to make the digression because that's something that I felt. Um, talking about the slippery slope, about expressing oneself and sometimes to be kind of looking down to feel like you, you know something. And uh, maybe it's something that I'm still more keenly aware with other people than with myself. But I do believe that it's something that I'm working on. That I do believe. Because sometimes I find myself, you know, clarifying a point. You know, and I did on two or three occasions with Alex. I think I was feeling that a little bit by saying, you know, dude, I'm, I, uh, you know, I'm not coming from a place, you know, of telling you, you know, what to do, you know. And actually, I believe that it doesn't matter whether you stay with her or not, you know. But I don't know, you know, what it is. This is just what I'm feeling as you're expressing. So this kind of idea of, you know, expressing expressing what I feel, but not coming from a place of knowledge of that I know, you know, of, comf of feeling confident about it. Just this is what's going on right now. And that kind of whatever it is, a connection, you know, when there is somebody that you know or that you trust or that you like, kind of trusting that kind of flow. And uh, anyway, for what it's worth. So that was uh, definitely a lengthy, lengthy, lengthy conversation yesterday with him. And he's definitely, yeah, I, I can appreciate. He's hurting, you know, he's confused. And uh, there are things he's still not seeing. Uh, but it did, it did resonate. Rendra! It did resonate with him when I talked about basically his mother. I mean, to me, anyway, to me, it's kind of weird, you know, that I'm actually using that kind of Freudian, I guess, spin doctor move, but uh, that it's basically what's happening in the fear of abandonment. So I guess something that I can relate more closely because that is kind of a... Uh, that's kind of my story, you know, that was my, uh, 
my upbringing with my mother, you know, and uh, coming to term with that. And I have the feeling, you know, with Pilar, there are some, you know, loose ends that are being worked on in that regard. Anyway, for what it's worth. So uh, we had rain, actually. I went uh, to take the umbrella to go to church, to go to mass last night. And uh, pretty much the next week, we're looking at chances of rain every day. You know, I don't know, 40, 60, 70%. So, you know, it's not black and white, you know, and it could be just kind of scattered. Or, But uh, right now it's kind of cool. I mean, it's getting close to noon. What's up, Ron? Now you're sniffing. And then the fog is still on the on the field here where there's a new fence being built. Oh, quite a lengthy one, too. It's a big field. And then, uh, yeah, that it has not lifted yet, the fog. Anyway. And then I'm going to do a slightly change of plan. I will more than likely be running again today. The lower back is feeling better already. So... Doing the my I guess what you call it the cobra pose is that what they call it uh, yeah but no upward I call it the upward um, upward dog the opposite basically of the downward and uh, definitely feeling a lot better so feeling good and uh, oh there was something interesting so I'm reading you know in search of the beyond this book and that's okay you know I realize I do have some resistance. With the semantics in in a Christian uh, theology, I'm aware of that, uh, and I think I'm going to be pushing a little bit on that because I mean I'm not going to India, so I mean even if there was like an Hindu temple, there is, it's unlikely I would go in. I would more than likely stick with the the Christian, the the faith, the the call it the spiritual bridge that is part of the culture. The culture, the heritage of the culture, and that's a Christian faith for where we are, and I'm okay with that. But I do know that I, you know, I have a little beef. They are saying that I find it to be overly uh, submissive on some stuff. It's like, does it really? I don't know. It just feels like a little too much. But if I'm going to take part in it, then it's uh, shut the fuck up and then just go with it, you know. And then yeah, you still think what you're thinking, but when you're in it, be with it. So. One of the things that I didn't do and I haven't done for quite a while was after you do uh, Santo, Santo, Santo es el Señor, uh, which is uh, uh, right before basically the transformation of the the body, the the host and then the, the blood and into the body and the uh, blood of Christ. So people go on their knees and uh, I have been basically remaining standing because it made no sense and so i don't remember when it started but i basically i was like dude be with the community do what they're doing you don't have to agree with it all so i'm starting with that and you know just taking as much part and just kind of following just going with it and uh why did i bring that up why did i bring the hmm, i don't know why well, brought the church but I guess I'll just segue into something different because I'm sorry I lost my thought here uh, so there was fun with a little choir a little guitar and uh, 
kind of not whatever those things were and the voices i really enjoyed the voices but it was just so there was some strong powerful singing you know which is it was threw me off at first initially i thought it was actually from the Oh my goodness. Okay, hold on. We have a lot of dogs here. Three. Okay, let's see what happened. That's a female, which is uh, always the good news. <laughs> and there's a guy coming with a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Hola. Buenos días. Sí, 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 sí. Ojo, eh. Very, very nice. It was this guy with his buggy and uh, this dirt bike that just came whizzing by. So I kind of uh, got into the trail because of the dog and he's loose. And I want to make sure that the guy was going to slow down because it would have been, it was going to be easier to see than, uh, than run. But this guy, those six dogs, very, very cute. I'm not sure where he's going, more than likely a farmer. Anyway, sweet guy. Ojo, it's like you have to be careful. Ojo means eye. It's like, you know, you really need to keep a, keep an eye on it. Here we go. Ojo. Hey, watch out. Anywho. So, yeah, this church thing is really, really interesting. And I'm really, I've talked about that before. This interesting observation that, you know, going to church, going for mass, after hours have passed before, since you last ate. And obviously with my intermittent fasting now, you know, it is something that uh, that is very easy, you know. And there's something about taking that host, la hostia, yeah, the sacrament, the, the communion sacrament, and it is it is enjoyable you know but not like uh not like uh having an ice cream just something different and uh, it feels like i'm being introduced to something different so i know i know i know i know i got digress so reading the book in search of the beyond we talked about the russian pilgrim which i had read the book a few years ago and then talked about the heart prayer the christian heart prayer which is uh Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. And basically this guy, thousands and thousands of times each day, you know, he, was a, he became a pilgrim, kind of a uh, uh, homeless pilgrim for years, because in a week kind of was cold. He had kind of a call, yeah? Una vocación, yeah? So, a calling. And... Uh, and I realized, yeah, I think I'm going to start using that when I do my sitting meditation. And strangely enough, this morning, it was, uh, yeah, it was like over an hour I was sitting doing it. And I, I have to say, having that mantra, which is, of course, it's so simple. Uh, that's kind of one of the beauty about it. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. And... Uh, and then I guess, I, my guess would be as you keep saying it, you know, you won't be worried too much about thinking about what it means or what are you saying, are you begging or, but uh, you'll just say it. 
<laughs> you'll just say it. There's the. And so I think I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna start to play with that in the morning. The sitting is very comfortable. Um, so we'll see where that's going. But uh, sorry, I'm gonna be a. I'm gonna crash that one again, but I'm really, really enjoying. So I don't know for you guys, but for me it's really, really interesting to to realize that sure, you know, I mean I'm getting up at six, so I'm not back at getting up at five, and we'll see about that because of uh you know getting toward the winter, and then I do sleep a little more in the winter, and uh, but I still I still like the idea of getting up at five. It feels like when I'm getting up at six, it's kind of late. I mean, six feels like late, you know? I mean, here I am now, you know, it's after 11 o'clock. I have not even finished my languages. I still have to do my Italian. Uh, but uh, I'm really enjoying, you know, the yoga, the, the one that I'm doing that makes sense to me, you know? So I guess it doesn't matter what it is that you're doing, but to find something that makes, not only that makes sense to you, so that requires an effort, but that is enjoyable. You know, that you derive pleasure from it. But, you know, but it's not like, yeah, you're so good. But it's not hedonistic, you know. You just, uh, it's, I don't know, it's different. So, I feel almost guilty, in a way. You know, because I'm spending my days, you know, I'm not looking for a job. I'm not looking for a home. I mean, uh, just basically working on my personal practice and that is basically my job it feels like it because it's there's nothing else i mean outside of you know uh consultation and so far you know outside of that first person nothing else has happened so i have not had any more interest coming my way and uh and i think that the whole uh bizum you know people that can deposit money with uh with a phone number which is amazing i think that the bank fixed it so obviously what she did must have worked because I got a, an email from them to let me know that. So uh, I will have to have Peter actually. She most likely will basically transfer the, the phone that Isabel had transferred to her because she couldn't transfer to me. And then uh, then we'll know that it's working. Anywho, wow, this is a long sense. Um, so yeah, it's... Uh, my my mornings are growing. I think that's something else too. Because sometimes it kind of felt like, you know, I had a, when I was in Conil. So I would basically do, it was not the same, you know, but some, you know, I would do some kind of yoga. I forgot exactly what. And then I would do about an hour of running and take a shower. And then, you know, go work in the garden or we had the coffee depending on the, in the winter. You know, you had the coffee first because it was cold and then start to work uh, later in the field. And in the summer, then basically, you know, around noon, we had the coffee and then there was kind of, a, kind of the day was done. I guess if you go back to my previous uh, podcast, yeah, it'll, it'll, uh, I was, uh, I think it was January when I started that, January 12, if I'm not mistaken, uh, 21, when I, uh, when I started the podcast. So I was in Cornell for at least uh, three or four months. Um before doing the pilgrimage. But then there was like in the afternoon and uh, 
things started to get scattered, the evening coming, and I'm, and they're still, you know, I'm still looking at uh, tweaking some of that uh, in the evening. You know, I, I would definitely like less screen time, and of course, you know, my, my, I use my tablet a lot for reading and all kind of things, but watching movies, you know, that's kind of entertainment, this kind of passive activity. Uh, I like to shrink that a little bit. So uh, I like to play with that. But now I'm finding out uh, reading out loud is really something that I'm enjoying. Uh, anyway, so just keep discovering, just keep playing, you know, just keep uh, lifting stones, looking things in a way that I've not looked at before, being curious, I guess. I think it's definitely a characteristic of mine. Aaron, vamos. Yeah, vamos. Run. We're gonna go back. And, uh, you know, enjoying that. I didn't get a chance to play the guitar yesterday, but I think I will today. And I really, again, enjoyed. Uh, good boy. I really enjoyed Seneca again this morning, talking about. Well, I talked about that, talking about grieving. Kind of uh, basically self-pity, you know. Uh, uh, self-indulgence. Kind of, I was thinking of sending something to Alex about that. And that it's like, don't just take yourself too seriously, you know. That stuff will go, you know. It's really not what's most important. Don't lose, and I didn't mention to him, say, don't lose what's important, what you know of yourself that's important. And then when you, I think he's maybe meeting her today. And I was like, you know, don't try to manipulate. Don't try to say what you think she wants to hear. Just be honest and trust. Trust the process. And don't be attached to the result. You know, trust who you are at that time. Anywho. So we shall see. Uh, but it's kind of nice you know, to be to be able to be out, you know, the weather is uh, so conducive. So it's going to be another late uh, breaking of fast today because I have not, well, I had uh, basically my soy milk and uh, uh, I went to the chicory uh, drink now, so I kind of stopped coffee and then tea, basically like Earl Grey and breakfast tea. So I'm doing this blend and along, of course, with all the spices that I do in sugar. So I did have that. So I guess technically, I don't know, I guess how you would compare that, you know, to, I mean, it is a kind of energy, obviously, the fat and the protein and all the stuff from the soy. I mean, and we're talking about a half a liter here, you know. In the morning, I drink a half a liter of water and half a liter of that soy milk and then the, the four tea bags and the three teaspoons of the chicory and spices. So it's, yeah, it's not a negligible quantity. And... Uh, but it's just what makes sense to me, you know. Yeah. I think in the end, that's what it comes down to, you know. Whatever makes sense to you. Anyhow. I don't know if I'm going to run today. We'll see. Uh, I may I may put him back on the leash until I do the turnaround and come back. We'll see. Anyway, on that note, my friend, um, good place to go. Very quiet morning. I wish you a beautiful day. Whatever you're doing, enjoy your Sunday, and then uh, we'll talk later. Ciao.
Thank you.